Welcome back to Two Guys Fixing the World. This is part two of Fixing the Virus Economic Collapse, which originally aired on March 26th on live on YouTube and on Facebook. If you want to catch part one, just check out your local or your favourite podcast platform or visit fixingtheworld.ca and follow the link to YouTube. We'll have all past episodes on there, including all of the live ones as well. And don't forget, you can watch us live as well. Uh, subscribe to your YouTube channel, and uh, they will you'll be notified every time there's a new live show. So, without further ado, let's get back to the discussion. Mark David Stallard and Ryan Jans fixing the virus economic collapse, part two. So, those were the contributing factors of where we're currently at, and of course, the big thing. Um, that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, and we kind of need to lay all that background down just so we can see how we got where we were, where we are, what's exasperating the current uh, financial situation, um, and come up with some, what, what is it that we actually need to happen now? What, uh, what do we need for now, and what do we need to make our future better so we can avoid this? Um, now, uh, Justin Trudeau came out recently uh, in the last few days and said that Everybody that gets has been laid off because of the virus, and that's clean, clear that you understand because of the virus, not a, not for any other reason. Uh, then you will get, um, or you can apply for two thousand dollars a month for every month for four months. I got ending in October, I think it is. Um, yeah. Now that's that sounds good. Two grand sounds like a lot of money, but it's only five hundred bucks a week. I mean, you can uh, barely. Um, um, Make ends meet on that one. If you've got a um, family of four, or a, fa- or a family of three, even as as I am right now with the my elder two having uh, lives of their own, um, that's not enough. We, we can't survive on that. And mm-hmm. uh, so, if you've got two people that are out of work, you might get a thousand um, a week. You know, when I was working full time, uh, I was making not four times that, so three times that, right? Yeah. Um, and it was difficult then. Just because of expenses and everything, yeah. So we we don't need more than that. Um, I would. We are going to do a, a, a program or a a show on UBI. We're definitely going to do that. We need to do a bit of research, um, and I'm going to argue a little bit against it at, in that show. But what I will say now is, we need UBI, and we need it now. We don't need five hundred bucks a week. It's pathetic. We need to be in a position where we can get get through certainly these few months on you know, uh, whatever the government uh, can provide us. I mean, it's our tax money for the most part. Uh, you could argue it's loans that they're getting, but that's all going into the economy and making the economy move. Um, but we need we need that now. Absolutely, we do. Uh, we need to bail the citizens out. Um, so we, as human beings, please look after us because we're the ones that are mm-hmm. ultimately getting you putting you in power and to look after us, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it really comes down to even even on just a forget your politics, put it aside. We're all human beings at the end of the day. We all have the same issues. And yeah. 
uh, same problems that we all have to face. And um, there's, you know, it's, it's never as, as clear cut as we want it to be. But at the end of the day, um, we, there's people out there that need it. I, I'm fortunate enough that uh, my wife is able to work from home and I'm still considered front. I'm still considered an essential service. So I, I'm still working. Uh, so that hasn't slowed down for me, but there's other folks out there that are, are really hurting. They don't have a choice. They they don't have a choice. Somebody made a decision. They were like, no, we're, we're not keeping the office open. So now you go home. So, and whether they decided to lay you off or whether they decided to, um, put you on leave, doesn't matter. There's people out there. Uh, there's all sorts of things that are out there that we're trying to stem. Like, I, and I, I think that our, our governments, I mean, we've kind of been bashing them, but let's tip our hats. They've done the best that they could uh, in the situation. Uh, and I just think there's things that they can, they can always do more. Right. Well, I mean, I think, and, we mentioned, I, think I mentioned, we mentioned this last week is uh, that they're, I think they're doing as well as they can with what they've got, but they've only got as mm-hmm. little as they have because they've only got themselves to blame. Um, it's con- con- these consecutive neoliberal policies that have put us in this position where we are struggling. If we were being That's paid right. a fair amount, we could have some money put aside, but um, well, there's been a report out recently, both the US and Canada, you got 400 to 500, um, but that a Canadian family cannot afford a four $500 emergency expense. Yeah. Right? We should never be in this position. Never. Um, That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. So uh, one of the things I, um, I've been very passionate about for a long time is um, em- the employment rates. The employment rate is, is calculated and it's usually a lying number. Uh, it's people who are effectively um, claiming or actually on EI or are getting uh, unemployment benefits. Uh, they are actively or they're actively looking for work. Um, and usually that number will come in. I'm not, actually, I forget what we had said. It was like about 4% unemployment, 4 to 5% in Manitoba, or, or at least uh, around that anyway, uh, average in Canada. But that 4 to 5%, whatever the number is, there's a lot more people who are actually unemployed, people that want to work but have given up or are no longer in the system. Um, so we're probably looking at when you, when they say 4 or 5%, you're probably looking at 7 or 8% people are actually unemployed. Uh, what mm-hmm. I would like to see is 100% employment, not, not a fixed 100% ba- based on everybody that that is uh, eligible for EI is working, but everybody that wants to work and is able to work can work if they want to. Um, so what I want is a guaranteed employment plan, a jobs program run by the people or by the, or by the local government, uh, owned by us, run as a workers' cooperative uh, uh, so that we can actually be guaranteed – if we're getting screwed over somewhere, we have somewhere to go. No, if we're getting hit by um, a draconian boss in some capitalist company that is just uh, making us work 80 hours, but only paying us 40 and threatening, can't then threaten us with firing us if we complain. We, we've got somewhere to go if we, if we want to. We now will have a choice. That's what I would like to mm-hmm. see anyway. Yeah, and it's all good to, to have these things. So like um – I, I had a, I've had situations at work where 
I see it from both sides. It's like me as a worker, I, I end up because I'm in a skilled trade. We have various safety concerns on job sites. Right. And so we make it a point of understanding what the, the workers rights are. Right. And your chief four rights are you have the right to know. So you have the right to know what you're going to do. You have the right to participate. You have the right to refuse unsafe work and you have the right to do so without facing discrimination. Mm-hmm. So no, nobody can say to you, Hey, I'm shutting this job site down because this is unsafe or I'm not going to work here because it's safe until you fix what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll go and I'll do the job because I'm not just trying to get out of it. I'm just, Hey, I'm not, I'm not I want to come out, go home. I don't want to get hurt. Well, I shut down a job site once because a crawl space, the air quality meter that I'm wearing, the piece of safety equipment went off and it's like, it's not safe to be in here. So get out, try and, equalize it uh doesn't doesn't work low air can join in uh, same thing 10 minutes later okay we're not going to do any work in this crawl space we're going to the next one well and this one's got carbon monoxide in it and low air well no we're not going in there yeah. those are those could kill you right low air could make you dizzy yeah. Yeah. uh <laughs> carbon monoxide can kill you okay, yeah okay. so a- we just decide no and then of course the sales rep who who sold the job is mad. What are you talking about? You got safety concerns. You can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. I sure can. Yeah. I have the right, but it's like, it's protecting those rights. And you know, unless you're going to enforce it, you can have everything written down on a piece of paper, but unless you can enforce it, it doesn't really mean anything. That's what it really comes down to. We need agencies. We need, we need government agencies that are going to, yeah that are going to actually do these things. It's, it's not just about the employment. It, it's about yeah, all know. of us. We need things like that. Yeah. That's one. We, it's, all very well, it, right? it's all very well having those those laws and being, having the rights to refuse it. But however, in Manitoba, I, if I go to my boss and say, hang on a minute, you didn't pay, pay me for the overtime, you know, all, the, all the overtime I did, uh, and mm-hmm. I complain, well, then next week they can just say, uh, you're no longer a fit for the team. Goodbye. I'm letting you go yeah. for business reasons. Whatever. They don't even have to have a reason. Just here's your two weeks. Bye-bye. Yep. That's Manitoba law. So, uh, and unless you can prove that was why they let you go because you complained, which is almost impossible, they may be able to yeah. come up quite easily with, uh, they, they don't even have to defend it really for most of the time, um, is that you know, you're going to end up regardless unless, like I said, like you said, unless we've got some way of enforcing this, there has to be real punishments for people that do that. Um, and we've got, um, I'm not going to, uh, give any specifics, but I know someone who's lost some contract work because of this um, current mm-hmm. situation. Um, and the contract was written in such a way that um, they were expected to be paid for at least for two or three weeks. Um, but as he's scared that if he was to take to the court and say, Can you pay me, that he may never get any work from that person again or that company again. Yeah. And, th- uh, that's, and that's yeah. kind of crazy that you can – the law's on your side, but it, it can screw you if you enact that. If you, you know, enact that law, uh, so yeah. we need some strong punishments for the people that in power in those positions of power. Um, that if they do that, it's, then that's a um, the punishment is so far to the extreme that they um, won't be able to refuse you the work, right? Um, because mm-hmm. if they do that again, then they'll think about it. Uh, hopefully, would we'll think about it, but. 
But then we have the same the same issue. We need to be able to enforce it if, uh, if an employer yeah. lets you go. Um, but there has to be a good reason for it. And in the current situation, um, it can take oh, – actually, in the current situation, anybody who's out of work for any reason other than the coronavirus, good luck. You're not going to get a job for maybe six months. It ain't going to happen. No one's hiring. Yeah. No, You can't interview and you can't go to your place of work. Right? ain't going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. So – so the economy is struggling enough just with the people that have jobs trying to get them working again, right? Um, and so when they threaten to, um, and I can't remember if we said this on air because we've been on for about an hour now. Um, I can't remember if we said this off air or not, um, is that um, if the punishment, or not the punishment, but rather than just getting the two-week severance, you're no longer a fit for the team. You know, business reasons, we're going to let you go. Um if we said, then you got to pay that person a full year salary instead of two weeks. You know, mm-hmm. then think twice about it. If you really are not a fit for the team, great, pay the year salary. Bye bye. It's no it's no one's fault, but it shouldn't be the person with the no with no power with who, who may well take another year, maybe even two years to find another job in the current uh, environment. It's going to be even worse after this, right? or may may end up having to retrain. So you yeah. think of yourself as an IT professional, and 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 really, what it comes down to is the world of IT is not going away. That's not a flash in the pan industry that just kind of cropped up overnight. That's not going away. But you may have you may find that you have to retrain because there's just they're not hiring someone who has 20 years experience. They want to hire the guy who has five years experience, yeah. who will take you know ten thousand dollars less a year. Uh, to have a job yep. instead of uh, the $10,000 more to be able to actually live. Yep. Um, so, and that's where we need to um, take away that uh, that competition. I mean, competition is yeah. fine to a degree, but you know, when it comes to the point where um, you can actually screw people with the – well, it used to be in the, in the 70s that um, – You'd see it on sitcoms, I think, um, where someone would go and see their boss say, oh, I've, uh, my wife's pregnant, can I get a pay raise? Uh, you were able to do that at one point. Um, try, think about doing that now. Like, ha, 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 ha. No, you're going to get paid as a married man. Your wife's not working for whatever reason, and you've got three kids and two dogs and a mortgage. Uh, I'm going to pay you the same as a single guy that lives with his mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, kind of an, it's kind of an impossible position, I mean. But uh, I think we're getting a little tiny bit off topic there. But uh, um, yeah, I'll just fodder for the next show, right? It is. Yeah, we have lots <laughs> for that. Um, now I think we need to um, do something about the change our current economic system. Right? Now we're, we're here because of us. Our system is ridiculously fragile. I mentioned at the top of the show that um, Mark Blythe and Robert D. Wolf, uh, two economists living in the U.S. Um, was, have been predicting a, a massive crash in the economy um, years years ago. They, they've been predicting this is going to happen. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. Didn't know what was going to cause it or be the be the pinprick that popped the bubble. Um, but it's been happening. We know this system is fragile. The legislation, actually, we'll just uh, an example just to show you that the, the, our progressive conservative government knows this system is fragile, is because it's actually written into the um, minimum wage law, right? That minimum wages can be frozen if it looks like, or we get a, or if we can forecast a recession in the future. 
That happens every. They they know that's going to happen, and it's an excuse to not give uh, the poor people, poor people, working poor, a pay raise in line with um, the cost of living. They know it, right? This is an example of that. They know that is true. So we need to change this. And it all comes down to the markets, allowing the markets to run the system to, to, um, is always going to fail. So any system that gives power to the market will fail. And it doesn't matter yeah. whether that's a capitalist system or a barter system. If we let the market run it, run itself, we're, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it was so absurd to me to get a, uh, a thing like a variable rate, a variable rate car loan for th- for seven <laughs> years. Like, okay, well, everything's low now because they want you to buy. But what happens when brand, things get that would really have to be a brand bad? new car to even be worth your while? Yeah, right. No, imagine getting a pizza for seven years. That's insane. Well, and, and here's the thing that just doesn't make any sense to me is, you know, if you're buying a property, you know you can do all kinds of things with that. You can get equity out of that. You can get, you, there's stuff that you can do seven yeah. years to pay off a car yeah. at a variable rate. Like, no, yeah, just <laughs> everything yeah. about that is just screaming. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, but yeah, people will do it. I know. And I'll give you, well, I'll give you a, a current example that we can all relate to on uh, how bad the market is and how fragile the market is. Go to the shop right now and try and buy some toilet paper or some hand sanitizer or some disinfectant wipes. That's how good our system is. The marketplace is the worst place to distribute goods and services fairly. If you've got the money or if you have the opportunity and you got there first and you got the money, you can buy the place out. And if you just happen to be a bit late or don't have enough money or buy, the market is horribly unstable. Which is one, one thing I do want to mention is like, and for, for all you people who, and I don't think it's anybody who's watching our show, but if, if you are sitting out there and you're hoarding toilet paper or hoarding hand sanitizer or hoarding all that, give your head a shake and go give some away. Uh, I, I, I'm just going to break it down for you. I, I'm an essential, I, I trades. I have a tool, tool bag I carry with me everywhere. All it takes is someone not washing their hands properly handing me my tool, and now my tool is contaminated, I'm contaminated, and I can pass on that virus to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I might not get sick, but I've just passed it on. I need those wipes to do my job yep. safely, not just for me and my family, but for you people out there. So don't hoard. It never helps. Uh, you have the social stigma of being a hoarder, Right. Uh, like nobody likes that because we all need it. And I don't want to say that you, if you're just stuck at home and you're in quarantine or you've been laid off, you don't deserve to have those things. You should have them. They're important too. But just think twice that if the, the maximum is two and you don't need two, don't buy two. Right. That's the whole, yeah. that's the whole thing I'm trying to but drive home because there are other people need it. Yeah. And, um, well, the thing about the market as well is that, um, the countries in which we live, the, the so-called capitalist countries, the um, you know the, the Western world, if you will, they know capitalism is is awful for distributing goods and services. Just look at any time there's a war, who's the one that distributes it? Well, they take over. The government takes over local the uh, uh, private companies, 
and they they they, they take over, tell them what they're going to produce. They take a, a planned, they make their turn into a bit more of a planned economy, and they ration out everything. Right? Yeah. Um, you can't trust um, these modern capitalist com- uh, companies to uh, to uh, to do a good job in that regard at all. They're only good about they're very efficient with producing material, and they're very efficient about uh, taking money from from the the, the the lower echelons and giving it to a handful of people at the top. They're just a, a money funnel. Anyhow, mm-hmm. again, that's another entire show we could do. Um, <laughs> but I just want to make another point as well. Um, all this kind of comes together, I think, in realizing that our um, when our country, our company, our companies, our countries. Um, the US, Canada, Australia, UK, Europe. We have been fed this, this ridiculous idea that our countries should be run by business people. Business people, the best people to run, uh, governments. Um, and it's kind of a, a ludicrous idea because, um, what, what do businesses do? Businesses, like I just said, right? They, they are in place to extract money from the, the from the people and giving it to a handful of, a handful of people at the top. And you want people to run government that way, but you hate taxes. So how are you going to do that? It's just diametrically opposite, right? Whereas government was set, it's supposed to be set up to provide services, and businesses are fundamentally set up to take money and to make money. Um, they're not there to produce service, products or services. That's just a means to get the money, right? Yeah. Um, and so the idea is that you, know, you pay the workers as, as little as you can. Um, you know, you got profits, Versus taxes is a hypocrisy. Profit is taxes that companies take, but you get nothing in return for it. At least with taxes, whether you like what the government's doing with it, you get something in return. You know, we get roads at least, right? We get uh, um, roads. Yeah, you, you do get, get hospitals. A, you do get an army that will protect you from yes. people who might actually hurt you. Yeah, and we get some right? rather nice policemen as well. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are not nice, but I think all the ones I've met. Oh, they at least have been to me anyway. Um, uh, my my uh, experience with with police officers of uh, even when they're on the duty, I mean that's that's a tough job, man. Like yeah. you want to get to deal with the best of society when you're a cop. Uh, but the the whole whole thing is most cops are just just guys and, and uh, women and men who just want to do do the best they can for the community and go home alive at the end of their yeah. shift. That's really what it comes yeah. down to. Um. Yeah, so so we need to so effectively, I guess we're kind of winding down here, but uh, uh, we need to run the country as if it all matters, as if all that matters are the people, the human beings in the country. And there's mm-hmm. an old English saying, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a similar one, if not identical, one in Canada. But uh, um, if you look after the pennies, the pounds will take care of themselves. I'm going to put that on his head just a little bit, and I'm going to say, look after the workers, and the businesses will take care of themselves. And I think yeah. that. Having listened to the whole show, that will kind of make sense. But yeah, um, if you if the workers are working well, if they're happy, if they're contented, if they're trained, if they're comfortable, what do you have to look what else do you have to look after when you're running a business? Exactly. Do you have any other? Th- I've got I've got a quote I want to read uh, at, uh, as we finish. Anything you want to add to there, Ryan? Uh, before I do, um, just a uh, a very. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to seem like a cheap shot, but I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> we said we weren't just going to be a Trump bashing. I'm sorry. Uh, this, this story is just way too, uh, way too big. 
you, the U.S. has obviously elected Donald Trump as its as president, and he was a so-called quote-unquote businessman, even though his business practices were very questionable. And they have now uh, surpassed China in number of inspect uh, of infections in of COVID nineteen. Uh, so, like a nation that's a fraction the size of the nation that the that it supposedly started in or allegedly started in. I'm sure we'll figure out more details about it when the pandemic is actually finalized. Now wants to militarize our, our, um, our border. The border that has been between Canada and the U S has been demilitarized for, I'm going to say at least a hundred years wants to put up soldiers because he's afraid. And this is, this is what he said. He's afraid that people will come across the border illegally and spread COVID-19. Right. We're not even leaving our <laughs> houses. And I'm actually really hoping, and I'm not being a little tongue-in-cheek, I guess, but hopefully the uh, they're there to stop the Americans leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now you have more people who are sick and they need to stay in your country. So um, to anybody who's listening to the to us in the states stay inside wash your hands uh socially isolate yourself as as best you can from from people so you can't spread the disease uh, and no. vote that orange bugger out <laughs> <laughs> well, well don't go voting yet um oh, yeah when, when, but... when it's safe um i just um just looked up the coronavirus cases uh in the u.s eighty five thousand four hundred eighty nine. Um, 1,200, almost 1,300 deaths um, and 1,800 people. That's recovered. confirmed cases, right? Uh, I, I'm not sure it doesn't say, but I'm assuming it is. I just Google. It's the first yeah. hit on Google. Okay. So that would be 85,000 confirmed cases. And that basically happened over like two weeks. Yeah. And like two weeks ago, they were saying, oh, it's just going to pass. Yeah. Pass. Well, that's, um, want, it could be a lot more. Business. <laughs> well, it could be a lot more because they don't really have or haven't had tests, right? They haven't been doing thorough testing. No, they haven't. So, oh, actually, well, eighty-five thousand reported. It just—I just remembered. Um, while while we're talking about other countries and the ridiculousness, is uh, that um, in the UK they've been told, just as we have, uh, if you've got mild symptoms, stay at home. If it's chronic, then you need to be tested. And of course, uh, Prince Charles, our, our wonderful German prince, there in uh, the UK, has um, he and his wife, Camilla have both been tested, but they had very mild cases of, um, of the virus um, because then uh, uh, Twitter lit up in flames and because there are people on the front lines in hospital that are then not allowed to be tested. So this is absolutely yeah. horrific. And they're also, they actually moved back to Scotland, uh, Balmoral, and uh, they're holed up in their stately home now. Anyhow, while, while, we're, while we're bitching and complaining, there you go. Um, so yeah. I just want to end this. Um, sorry. Oh, and it was just like that other thing too, is that we've been told, okay, we're going to prioritize people who are sick and we're, we're going to test people who are sick, which you should. And we're going to test prioritize people who have been traveling, which you should. But the big scare about Corona is you can be a carrier and not exhibit symptoms. So you should be testing everybody. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But we can't because the system isn't set up to produce anything useful. 
Mm-hmm. Anywho. Oh, and, and we just we, we just can't. We don't have the there's not enough people to test. I mean, we I'm sure we could figure some way to you know, if there's enough will to do it, we'll find a way. Yeah. But we really need to be testing everyone. Regardless of whether they're showing or yeah. not. Showing symptoms. Yeah. At some point so. they we may be in that position. Anyhow, so uh, this is right on topic. Is um, I want to quote again French philosopher Michael Onfray, um, and this is from the same article. All, all of this will be available on YouTube and on our website as well, um, in the show notes. So the anyway, so um, French philosopher Michael Onfray, the liberal ideology, or uh, we've been calling it neoliberalism or neoconservatism, the neo sorry the liberal ideology, which was supposed to solve any issue, doesn't solve anything. This monster, which was supposedly going to make us able to compete with Russia, China, or the US, isn't even able to produce masks. It's failing because of its inability to produce masks for doctors. It is sending it to their deaths. There you yeah. go. Sober and somber comments there. Anyhow, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It was a bit of a long show. So had, uh, this will be available as well if you've missed any of it on um on your favorite podcast platform we're probably gonna split this into two episodes um i'll get that posted and i'll probably be available in the next few days at least the first episode um any if you have any information any information you want to know about the show uh, you can go to www.fixingtheworld.ca right there hey it's a little harder to do there we are <laughs> uh, oh, there we go yeah, we, why do we do that we always get it wrong anyhow and you can contact us through the website there there's a contact form uh information links to uh youtube and facebook as well um so thank you very much um it was been a a pleasure having doing this it's a lot lot of fun and we're we're probably gonna do this every week not sure what day yet wednesday or thursday i think seems to work well and um yeah it'll be either one of those two it uh, if you're if you're wondering why the inconsistency, you can point the finger blame at me. Uh, like as I've mentioned a couple of times, I'm still working, and uh, it's not always advantageous to to be home. Or uh, I was actually traveling inside the province. I drove home from Brandon yesterday, and I wouldn't have had it in me to do the show. So, okay. all right. Well, well, thank you very much, everyone, and we'll catch you all again next time. Um, the world is. It's been fixed for another week. See you later. He's gonna fight.